Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Black Friday. It's a uh, Friday night day after Thanksgiving as we record episode 154 of the Chick Foley Show. Uh, thanks for everybody that showed support from the special episode we had last week. We're back with your regularly scheduled programming, and let's kick it off as always by introducing the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? I'm doing good. It feels good to be back. You know, we had a really rough week, and I want to say thank you to everyone who reached out um, with condolences and, you know, just especially our Foley fam um, and you, Marco, and your family. Like, thank you guys so much for showing us all the love, uh, keeping us in your thoughts and everything. Uh, It really meant a lot to us. And thank you for listening to that bonus episode. I know it was kind of a different release, uh, you know, and sometimes with our Patreon exclusive episodes, we have some in jokes and things like that. And, you know, it's not like our typical normal, um, you know, podcast but thanks for bearing with us hope you guys enjoyed that and uh yeah i'm ready to get rolling on this on catch-up episode so much has happened since we recorded last so i'm excited to kind of talk about it all yeah it's been a hell of a of a past two weeks both in our personal lives and in the the wrestling world uh marco how's it going man how was you guys thanksgiving up in massachusetts i was really good we uh you know still recovering from uh from the amount of food we ate. <laughs> so uh, I actually had, had some uh, leftovers for dinner. I'm pretty sure everyone does that. So had the uh had some had some good old turkey, some uh we had a, another can of um cranberry sauce too. Oh, I had some extras on deck for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I cracked that open and made some sandwiches and stuff like that. So yeah, no, it was really good. It was a uh, really intimate. Um we invited over uh, my mother-in-law and my father-in-law and you know, we just had dinner and you know, chatted it up and stuff like that. So yeah, sometimes those good. are the best, you know, like in my mind, I always think like, Oh, I, just, I love like the big family Thanksgivings and those are great too. Um, but man, the, the whole two days leading up to that is like so super stressful. You're cooking yeah. all day, you're cleaning all day, but if it's just like super small and intimate, like you're not as worried about it. You really get to enjoy the experience. And that's kind of what we had around here. It was just me and Seth and the kids and Presley. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, su- super low key, super chill. So, uh, we, we appreciated it this year. Yeah. I'm, sure. I'm not a fan of the, the big gathering Thanksgivings anyways, cause typically those end up being But you're, but you're semi-antisocial. So, I mean, well, this, ain't even, this ain't even about the social thing. I mean, yeah, that, of course there's that. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, um, you know, interact with people that I probably wouldn't in any other circumstance, but I'm talking more just about the meal. You know, it ends up being a potluck, mm-hmm where you have, you know, a dozen or more different people kind of piecing together this meal. Everybody's got their own cooking style, their own their own flavors they bring. Me, I like to have like one person cooking. So there's like a unified, you know, theme, flavor profile throughout the meal. You know, the the stuffing complements the turkey. You know, the mashed potatoes complement the ham, so on and so forth. And it's just all of, it's all one piece, you know. And you could tell uh, Seth has never cooked a Thanksgiving dinner because he's like, oh, I want one person to cook it. And I'm like, oh, oh, really? Yeah. yeah, I was in the kitchen for two straight days cooking that shit, you know, so. It was a great uh, meal. Hall of Fame Thanksgiving meal. this year. Every, everything complimented each other and everything had my own, you know, my own flavor profile not, and whatnot, so. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it needs to be like one person doing all the work, but it needs to be like one person in charge. You know, I'm not saying like if you had like mom or, you know, your little sister Morgan or somebody over yeah. here helping you out. But I'm saying like 
it needs to be like one or two people kind of putting everything together instead of just everybody doing shit in their own kitchen, their own cooking style, (laughs) bringing it in, you know, hoping it's, you know, reheats. Okay. All that stuff. Like, nah, forget, forget a potluck, man. So I'll jump off that soapbox real quick. Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Marco running the Twitter machine as always over at Chick Foley Show. Most importantly, you can join our Foley fam over on Facebook and Patreon at ChickFoleyShow.com. Um, we release bonus episodes over there. Our Facebook group is just some of the best, um, you know, people in the IWC for sure. I- I'm convinced we have the best community. Uh, no drama, drama free. Everybody's really chill, uh, and you know it's just a really great environment. So come check it out. Uh, you can get in for as little as two dollars a month. So uh, it's a great investment if you're a you know collector, just like to talk wrestling and uh, nerd out with people that are like minded. Yep, we'll be kicking off the Royal Rumble watch along series again this week too. So that's something to look forward to. And uh, as always, we have the Chick Foley Rumbles going. The last one was a blast. We did that uh, the night before Survivor Series. Vader came out as the uh, the two time champ. So yeah, yeah, a lot of fun oh, stuff yeah, going that on. Was fun all the time. Uh, Marco, what's new with the Pod Foundation this week? Yeah, let's do the. Uh, it's been it's been like a, it seems like it's been an eternity since we uh, since <laughs> we had a uh, you know uh, Turbuckle Taverns probably dropped like. 100 shows between oh yeah let's just let's just go with their most recent we'll be doing their if, like if we had two weeks without doing uh turnbuckle tavern it's like they've already released like 40 different you know yeah, content no. like <laughs> and be, like uh, applications everywhere no exactly but they uh they did they obviously obviously they start the week off with a debate um they uh they had some pretty good ones on here I'm not, if you guys got to listen if not definitely listen to it uh now uh obviously if you listen to this now don't Drop us and then listen to them. Listen to us first. uh, Finish what you're doing. Yeah, finish what you're doing. Then listen to them. But they uh, they had some good ones. They had uh, who will be the first to join the House of Black? Um, Because if you're watching AEW, you see kind of like these like inner workings of you know Malachi Black's kind of like not really recruiting, but he's kind of like teaming up and you know making uh, making friends in AEW. So I'm kind of curious, or you'd be curious who they think is going to be the you know, the person that's going to be joining or the next that's going to be in the House of Black. Um, and this one I actually really love. I wish I was actually on the debate. Is it lazy booking to lean on the past for storylines? That's actually a really good question. Um, yeah. I don't think anyone brings up a lot of. And uh, was Full Gear 2021 AEW's best PPV ever? That's, you know, that's well, I'm sure, I'm sure those guys, uh, you know, they rode hard for it. I have no doubt that oh, yeah. they just like completely <laughs> like shilled out. So. Cool, cool. What's uh, what's new with Extra Cooler? What we got going on with uh, with the Extra Cooler show this week? Yeah, so the Extra Cooler show, uh, you know, they did their Survivor Series '91 uh, last week. Uh, so this week they gave us a uh, Tuesday in Texas for Turkey Day. Oh yeah, Day. That's, that's right. How they yeah, it. so Tuesday in Texas for Turkey Day. So go listen to that. Sweet. Uh, we can't we can't leave out uh the session. So oh uh, yeah, Tom speaking had, of uh, Extra Matt, Cooler, mm-hmm. actually, yeah, another crossover episode. He did Matt from the uh from the Extra Cooler show. They uh, same thing. Basically, he went down like uh, the past, his wrestling past, and what brought him into wrestling and all yeah. that stuff. So, yeah, definitely listen to those listen. episodes. And uh, yeah, what's going on with the Pod Foundation right now? Sweet. And you Make can follow sure all that also- and keep up with it on at Pod Foundation on Instagram. Make sure to also check out at Old Fashioned Wrestling. They've been announcing some of the mm. matches for the upcoming yes. uh, Pod Foundation sponsored show out in Cali. And we got. A few uh, complimentary tickets coming our way. Of course, it is in Los Angeles. So any of our West Coast listeners slide into the DMs and uh, we'll try to distribute those tickets uh, as as fairly as possible. 
Uh, Sheen, are you ready to give away some figures? Let's do it. All right, here we go. I got the figure right here, Sheen. I see oh. you looking around for it. <laughs> I was we're looking in my pile like, where the heck? Fan takeover Randy Orton this week. You ready for the drum, Sheen? I'm ready. The winner is friend and Foley fan member. Oh, double drum roll from the heel husband, Jason. Hit the potion. <laughs> For our listeners on YouTube, you can spot Sheena doing her best Randy Orton impersonation right now. <laughs> Jason, slide into the DMs. We'll get this beautiful, beautiful figure heading your way soon. And uh, Sheen, show them what we're giving away next week. This is a uh, really special giveaway all the way from 1999 Camo Carnage China MOC. All right, this one's going to be Patreon exclusive. So, this one's going specifically to a premium member of the Foley fam. Uh, As long as you joined, you know, before, let's say, 6 p.m. next Thursday night. Uh, you'll be entered to win uh, that figure. So yeah, it's MOC. Yeah. That figure's 22 years old. It's a pretty cool figure. Um, those were kind of like the last of the stomp set. Um, quick history lesson. Those that remember stomp from the late 90s. They were the figures that came with guns, all kinds of military tactical gear and stuff. Um, around mid-1999, there are uh, there were some parents group that complained and said that, you know, these fantasy figures were encouraging violence in kids and stuff. Oh, boy. And so... The last set got re-released. It wasn't Stomp anymore. It was just Camo Carnage. It was the same figures, but if you notice, like they have just like backstage equipment and everything. And there's actually a little disclaimer on the bottom of the box. Uh, if you see on the front of the box sheet at the very bottom, there's a little statement saying that like Jack Specific will no longer release figures with guns and stuff. Oh so. yeah, Jack Specific Incorporated will no longer include gun-related accessories in the Camo Carnage line. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, the, so that China was originally going to come with a machine gun. You see that she's got a camera that kind of looks like a gun or something. She's and got a camera, like a little handheld camera. And then, yeah, it looks, it looks, oh my God, it looks like a machine gun. It's literally got like a clip. I think they just used the same I think they base. They modified, yeah. As they, yeah, they modified <laughs> it into a camera because it's definitely a gun base. Like they just took the little trigger off. And uh, yeah, it's definitely got a clip in there. So, For anybody that was um, around in the late 90s, like Jax was just pumping out the the merch and the figures and stuff so i'm assuming like by the time this kind of this band hammer came swinging down these were probably too far along in the production for them to eat it so they were like we got to yeah. figure out some way to get these things out and you know get these these uh holy rolling parents off our backs um but yeah so that's going to go to one of our lucky uh foley fan members and uh we'll announce the winner at the start of next week's episode we want to remind you guys use code chick foley to save 10 percent on everything at ringsidecollectibles.com they got their Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales going on right now. So yeah. it's a great time to get caught up on some figures you may have missed. And uh, you guys ready to get into the story of the week? Let's go. All right. So we got a slightly different format this week. Again, it's our first time uh, really getting on here in two weeks. And it was a giant two weeks in wrestling. So yeah. we're not going to do the Royal Rumble segment this week. We're kind of just going to uh, just kind of freestyle it over the big shows from the past couple of weeks. And then me and Sheena will talk a little bit about our experiences going to see each company live um, mm-hmm. within five days of each other. So we'll kick it off with, uh, with full gear. Uh, it was another hell of a show, another home run for AEW. Uh, Sheena kind of gives just some of your general thoughts on, on the full gear pay-per-view. Oh my God. Can we just start off by saying cowboy shit, cowboy shit? Cause <laughs> dude, it was, it was so freaking awesome. The, I mean, we, we would, we would, 
we would be remiss, as I like to say, we would be remiss not to just start this uh, conversation with the um, Kenny Omega Hangman Page match and just how it kind of went down, the storytelling, the ending, how, you know, the Bucks came into play and just getting a new champion. um, It just felt it just felt so nice and so important. You know, I I think one thing that we've noticed with AEW, they do a really good job of making their titles mean something and making them feel big and important, especially their, you know, the AEW world title. Uh, when it when it changes hands, it's like, you know, a, a passing of the torch. So I, I was so stoked to see Hangman pull that off, and especially in the manner that, that he pulled it off. So uh, I, I give the show an A for sure. Yeah, the story was awesome with the Bucks coming limping back. If I had one minor critique, I think they could have WWE'd it up a little bit there and been a little bit more pronounced in that little storytelling nod there at the end, you know, where uh, the Bucks kind of gave their approval. It was very subtle, which was cool. As a hardcore fan, I really dug it. But I think there was a lot of fans that probably missed that even being a thing, you know, because it was it was just the tiniest of nods that Matt gave Hangman to let him know, like, hey, you know, we're with you, brother, or or whatever they were trying to. Yeah. I wonder how that translated in inside the stadium as well. You know, like, obviously, there's camera angles. yeah, yeah, I don't think there's any chance you're you're catching that unless you happen to be looking up at the screen. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like maybe they could. I, I I don't really know exactly how you could have done it differently, but I feel like maybe there was a way to just be a little bit more pronounced in uh in what they were trying to do. Well, uh, it wouldn't Marco? be it wouldn't be AEW if they didn't like you know somewhat flub up the ending. I mean, they they do an amazing job <laughs> of really building to a crescendo and then just kind of you know giving you like a, I don't want to call it a wet fart because it's not a wet fart, but it's just kind of like you know, not what you're expecting. You know, you got your mouth fixed for something and it just, it needs a little salt, you know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, two bad chads. If you guys had to pull over on the side of the road after hearing Sheena, just disparage AW like that, just <laughs> pull onto the shoulder, take 10 deep breaths and then just go on about the rest of your day. Cause I'm, I'm I did sure, not you know, disparage. Me and I Marco love both AEW. love the show. Uh, Marco, what, what about you, man? What was your match of the night? Oh man. Um, I actually had to go back and look at the, uh, like the, uh, the recap that I threw up there. Um, Definitely, definitely not inner circle and uh, American top team. I'll tell you that much. That was the that pop format. That was like, yeah, let's just forget that that beer. even happened. Yeah. I'm going to, you know what? Obviously, you know, definitely love Kenny Omega and Hangman. But uh, I think the story, well, you know what? I'm going to go with CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. I was going to go good. with MJF and uh, Darby Allen. MJF but, and Darby Allen was the better match, but I yes. feel like there was so much more emotion and storytelling in the Intensity. Eddie and, and Punk. Yeah. yeah. It was, so, it I was mean, a, it depends on what you're looking for, but those were both excellent choices for sure. Yeah, they were they were definitely both great matches. I mean, having having MJF and Darby kick off mm-hmm. the pay per view was like kind of like holy crap. They get they, you know they're definitely gonna you know set the bar and, and yeah. pretty much they did. Um, and uh, you know not to take anything away from MJF and Darby Allen, but he you know after what happened on Wednesday night on Dynamite, I think he, I think CM Punk kind of proved that he isn't at. at and as great as he thinks he is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He took the words right from my mouth that he was he the did, Miz, he, I was going to say 2.0. he did, uh, you know, if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, you've definitely heard Seth call um, MJF the AEW's version of the Miz. Yeah, and, less uh, famous he said he, he said that exact same thing. So, yeah, it yeah, was pretty, it was pretty funny pretty to funny. hear that. But, yeah, they were just beating the crap out of each other. Punk got busted open. I mean, mm-hmm. they're they they're really shooting on each other in that match, which I which I appreciate. I think a little bit more than the uh, Darby Allen and MJF match. But yeah, that was that was definitely my match of the night. Mm-hmm. Just to, to uh, piggyback off of the you know the Young Bucks thing, I think it. I think if they went any further than flailing their arms 
to like yeah. tell Hangman that would have <laughs> totally ruined it. I think personally, yeah, it's tough. Um, it's, it's it, a tough. It, maybe I mean, maybe yeah. they could have given him a little too sweet or something. You know, I don't know. I just I, I felt like, no, I felt like too sweet it is not like poignant. it's not as it's not as conflicted. Like if they do the too sweet, it's a little bit more. It seems a little bit more like premeditated. You know what yeah, I mean? Maybe like they could have done one sweet. The <laughs> one sweet. The nod. The nod was just like you know. It was yeah. very um tr- like he he was troubled. You could tell he had some internal turmoil. No, the like, nod was cool. Maybe the maybe the camera works could have been a little bit different. You know, what I mean, it felt it felt a little bit rushed. You know, it was like the the camera cut to Matt's face and it was a nod and it was right back on Hangman. Like I don't yeah. know. I just, I just felt like there was some more drama that they could have uh they could have squeezed out at the moment. Um, for me, if there was one big dud in the night. Once again, I'm gonna have to bag on uh, Marco's man crush. It was the Cody match, man. Like Cody and uh, yeah. and Pac against Andrade and Malachi. Like, I just don't get it, man. There's this weird thing, you know. We we got the Roman verse, which freaking rocks over on SmackDown. It's the best thing in pro wrestling. I feel like AEW has the Cody verse, where it's just like this alternate <laughs> area. It's like Cody Island, man, and they're like completely disconnected from everything else going on the show. Um, I don't think anybody ever has any more momentum after feuding with Cody. I mean, look at Malachi Black, how hot dude. he was when he came in. And I feel like I feel like he is slowly dropping down like the mid card ladder right now in AEW because he's just been yeah. tied up with Cody basically the whole time. And now we got Andrade and Pac. This is this is three guys who are legit main eventers. Like I wouldn't bat an eye if the if the main event revolution was any three of those guys against Hangman for the belt. But they're tied up in this weird feud with Cody and I'm just so over it, man. It's uh, Cody's not, like not, Cody's not, like not, the Shane McMahon of uh, AEW. You know, he like he yeah, always he has really the is, swirling mid card of evil. You know, yeah, I would. Yeah, he kind of is like Shane McMahon 2019. That's that's about what it's been. So I don't know. It all feels like it's leading to a Cody heel turn. Which you know, if I'm reading the tea leaves right, I think that's gonna also lead to a bigger push for him. And I'm just not excited about any of it. I, he just he does nothing for me on screen. I think he's an awesome promoter. And he's definitely the guy to be in charge of AEW behind the scenes, along with Tony Khan. But the yeah. Cody character does zilch for me. Uh, Marco, come on, man! I, if anybody can defend it, it's you. What? What's the? Uh, what, what's the purpose of this whole Cody storyline we got going right now? Um, I, I see. Like, I think you're right. It seems pretty disconnected uh, from everything else that's going on. Uh, that you pretty much hit the nail on the head with that. But I think I, what I think they're doing is kind of going for a long form of him turning heel. It's been which, real long. Yeah, which I think they should just pull the trigger <laughs> at some point because I think they, I think he, he's going to turn heel at some point. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. He's just gonna get frustrated with everything and turn heel and then reverse that thing I that said so. he couldn't win the title and anything. He's gonna, he's gonna eventually win the title. It's gonna, what, what I'm hoping is if he does turn heel, it's gonna be the most. He's gonna get the most heat out of anybody ever in wrestling because everyone hates his guts. So if yeah. he does turn heel and goes, you know what? Since I'm the EVP, I'm gonna I'm gonna overturn what I uh what I did a couple of years ago. I'm actually going for that title. That would piss everybody off. And if he yeah. actually wins it from like a hangman or something like that, a, a fan favorite, oh my god. The heat factor for that guy would be through the roof. I'm not sure if Seth would appreciate that. But I but. think he would just be better as a heel. I just I don't yes. there's nothing babyface about Cody Rhodes. Like I don't He's I don't know who is out there like thinking like, <laughs> "Oh, this is the, you know, this is the ki- the ki- the guy the kids want to see. This is the hero." No, there's nothing no. likable. Even in his reality show, there was nothing likable about him. Like <laughs> it was just like I, I couldn't even keep watching it. We joked around about having a an after show. And I was like, "Okay, I can't I can't yeah, watch no, that." I can't, and I, I I've watched, watched some pretty repugnant reality tv show but i was like no i cannot i cannot (laughs) 
So Here's the uh, thing. I think yeah. his heel turn is going to fall flat because he's already the most hated guy on the AEW roster. Like nobody gets booed like he, like he does when he comes out. I think he just needs to lean into it. I don't think he needs to actually have like a a turn per se. I think he just needs to keep doing what he's doing. Keep being the baby face. Keep going out there each week and presenting himself as no. a baby face. You know, find a way. Tell the fans that he's doing it for them when he's uh, going back on the, the claws that keeps him from fighting for the belt, you know. And just let the just be like that delusional heel like that, you know. In his mind, he's still a baby face, and just I think the booze. Like Hogan, I get what you're. I Hogan. get what you're saying, yeah. but I think I think Marco's uh, trajectory. I don't think it would fall flat. Like I think him coming in and like screwing over some somebody like a Hangman or a Darby Allen or you know one of the four pillars of uh, yeah. you know the AEW like him oh, coming Britt in Baker? and doing that. Yeah, it would. Yeah, or Britt one Baker. Of the four um, <laughs> he would uh, he would get legitimate heat. I mean, because he's already getting booed, so it's already easy. It's built in for the fans to boo him, right? But I think if he did that, it would be like like from the gut. You know, it would be like a guttural boo. Because now we're just booing him because we don't really care. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I don't. I mean, I don't have a dislike for Cody. I just I am indifferent. Think- so I think if if but if he did that to one of my favorites, I'd be like you bastard. Yeah, like a you derby. Know? Yeah, he has yeah. to attack a Darby or or, or a Hangman, yeah. screw him out of the title somehow, or help help Daniel Bryan win the title maybe, or something like that, or something. Yeah. He has to do something, something super really, dastardly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I could see. I I just feel like that would end up being like like bad heat, you know, and people would just be like, "Fuck this guy, get him off our TV." To me, to that's, me, the best heel turns happen <laughs> when. Um, what is somebody you, you love? You know first. what I mean. If it's yes. somebody you don't yeah. like and they turn heel, it's like whatever. But if it's like you know, Shawn Michaels turning on the Rockers, uh, you know Hulk Hogan joining the NWO, um, Seth Rollins turning on the Shield, those are the ones that cut deep to get that emotional response. So they do, I but I feel like I would just find Cody more interesting as a heel. You know, I, yeah. I don't find anything interesting about him as a babyface because it's not believable to me at all. I yeah. think he should just bring back Stardust. That would really be the most. That's the only time Cody has been interesting in my eight years of watching wrestling since I came back to it. Um, yeah, bring, find a I way to bring hate, Stardust back. Yeah, I don't. And actually, hate Stardust, I think the AEW fans would hate that as well. You know, yeah, they would because it's a WWE gimmick. Paint. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I hope it all works out because, regardless of what I think. Um, I think Cody's going to be a big part of the AWTV presentation for the foreseeable future. So I'd rather it be yeah. something entertaining than not. Um, mm-hmm. Let's move. Speaking of Stardust, let's move over to WWE. Uh, Marco, what was some of your overall thoughts on Survivor Series this year? Um, it, I mean, if we want to talk about disconnected, mm-hmm. that's that's one of the pay per views that seem it's pretty like disconnected. Ex- it's basically like a big exhibition show. You know, it's like a, it's like a, it's like mean, a really cool house show. It's I don't know. It seems like it's a lot of last minute decision things that are happening because mm-hmm. for one thing, I would, I would have not thought of uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Damian Priest on the pre-show. I right. thought they would be on the actual regular show because yeah. it wasn't even a big card to begin with. Why put them on 30 minutes before? Not that it's a big deal. Not that the pre-show isn't a part of the Survivor Series, right. but there was really no need to do that. They, they could have just been on that show it, maybe open it. Would have been a hell of an opener match yeah. for the actual mm-hmm. pay per view and use that other time to build the pay per view a little bit more because definitely needed the help. They didn't really do that job leading up to it with like SmackDown and Raw. Um, if you guys are watching leading up to Survivor Series, there wasn't much. Yeah, the build just, was abysmal. Yeah, and just, yeah. The, this show was you know it's so sad because Survivor Series is one of those things that you know 
has is historic in WWE, yep, and now it's tradition. literally it's literally meaningless. Um, it means nothing, and they showed more than ever that it's meaningless because it was basically like one big ad spot. Like you know, it was such a for me, it was such a poor look that you know Vince pulls up, and then there's like the stars were like I literally said this in our chat. I was like the stars were like or the superstars were like clapping for him. And they clap for the egg. I'm like he literally just like like put several of your coworkers on the chopping block and cut them loose. You know what I mean? He does like, it anyways, are, like, dude. like if my work and the boss come by, we're like this motherfucker. Like, yeah, exactly. Like it was like, it was such a joke. We were like, Oh, these, all, these are all the people that are trying not to get future endeavored, you know? And then it was like this big, like love, love letter to the rock. And he didn't even show up, which was just like so awkward, right? Like the whole time yeah. they're like putting the rock's stupid movie over. Like who who's actually gonna watch that? I'm not watching that. It's gonna be garbage. You know what I mean? Like they're putting all this over and it's like it doesn't mean anything. And then the pizza stuff, I was like so out on it. Like they made the matches about uh Pizza Hut and I was it was just took away from like the matches and the superstars and the wrestling. And it just goes to show you how like WWE is more and more like Disney world every it's single about the day. Money, man, they got, they got yeah. a huge deal with Netflix to promote Netflix movies. Remember we saw it with the zombie movie with Batista yeah. um, a few months back. And then I'm sure pizza hut, there's no telling what they pay to get that kind of product placement um, in the match. Yeah, yeah. I think, that stuff's going to be there just because they're, they're a publicly traded company. and But they're, they're building the shows profits. around that, though. That's my problem. It's not that these are like ad spots that are happening after the match or even backstage. Like They're literally like, okay, well, so we got some Papa John's spots. For. They, they want the – that like that's they're paying that's for that. Problem. like It's not a problem, though, because WWE is <laughs> cashing checks. It's they not just, a, it's not they're a pro- breaking right, records not a, for profitability. You're, you're correct. It's not a problem for WWE business, you know, but it makes the product suck. Like it's, yeah. it's a problem for the viewer. It's a problem for the fan. It's a problem for anyone who is like wasting their life away for like 12 hours a week watching this shit. WWE you know? is not yeah. for us, man. It's not for the hardcore fans. I guarantee you no, there's casual people who were probably laughing at that, you know, like, Oh, yeah. look, you know, AJ Styles wants his pizza back, you know, like, they were yeah. or kids. I could see kids like laughing at that, and that, that's who the yeah. stuff is really for. It, it is. It is for kids, but it's just I'm not going to sit here and pretend that like I was entertained by it. You know, I don't. I can see all the aspects of it from a business perspective. I see all of that. I understand it, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to sit here and just be like, "Oh, it was fine." I mean, it was whatever because it yeah. wasn't fine and whatever. Like I don't. What, yeah. like, I I feel like my time is valuable and precious, and if I'm going to sit down for five hours on a freaking Sunday night. I want to enjoy it, you know? Yeah. I yeah, would say get, they, if it's, yeah. if the product placement's that big of a problem, like, I don't know, you, you may want to really tone down on the WWE you're watching. Cause they are getting bank off of that. It's not going to go away. It definitely induces some groans in me. Like I just kind of, if I see that that's going to be where they're going for like that particular match, I just, I, I tune out, man. Like that's just, I real I know. Okay. Same. This is not yeah. for me. And they're getting they're getting money. I'm more concerned about the overall concept of the Survivor Series. I think they really got to ditch the brand warfare. It just doesn't work yeah. as a concept. Most of the guys on these teams had only been on their shows for a couple weeks. So, like, what kind of brand loyalty is there really? If I can get on my uh, on uh, you know my my nerd kick for a minute, the way I run the Survivor Series in my WWE 2K universe is it's still the same way. So I have two shows in mind. I got WWF and NWA. And I have the um, I have the two shows go against each other. Right. So it's brand warfare, but there's stakes. So mm-hmm. I what I do, I have like a contender for the world championship, a contender for the IC or US championship. 
and then a tag team on the teams. And the winning team, every member of that team is guaranteed a title shot at, you know, whatever title they're gunning for um, at that time. So at least you have some stakes, you know. I think they could, if they didn't want to do something like that, because that'd probably be too complicated to do in real life with the storylines, they could do like the winning show gets an extra you know, gets the last five spots in the Royal Rumble or the winning show gets the main event at WrestleMania, something like that. Yeah. Not um, having you, any stakes is is deadly for Survivor Series. Yeah. I'm, I'm a bigger fan of just going back to the old way of just getting some feuds that just lead to four on four matches. You know, give us two mm-hmm. or three. You don't even have to make it the whole show like it used to be. Give us two, give us two or three traditional Survivor Series elimination matches and then just make the rest of it a major pay-per-view. Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know anybody that it was cool the first year they did it because they were really going hard on the brand split that first year. And yeah. it was cool the year that NXT got involved. Other than that, yeah. I don't know anybody who's like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to see who wins at a Raw and SmackDown because it's the same fans. It's not two different sets of fans. It's not like it's WWE yeah. going against AEW. It's WWE exactly. against themselves. I think it only matters yes. to people inside WWE. And I don't even know how much they care. So I, I hate yeah. it. Survivor Series was always my favorite pay-per-view growing up because – Again, my birthday is November 24th, so it was usually right around my birthday. And that's, that's kind of right. Happy belated birthday, Seth. We didn't get to wish you birthday or Thank happy you birthday on the, uh, you know, on the show. Yeah, thanks. Um, it was. And so, like, I don't know, it was, it was near and dear to my heart. So I feel very passionately about about the demise of Survivor Series over the years. It kind of just makes me sick at my stomach. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think they hit their pinnacle when it when they did the uh, the three. The three brand that was fun uh, Survivor Series. I think that mm-hmm. was a that was the last great Survivor Series you'd probably ever see from, because that made it cool because you out. really were invested because you were like oh hell yeah because NXT was good and you were like oh man like I'm loving well, this. No, they, you know, NXT is coming up and like showing these yeah. guys like what's up you know what I mean and they were doing invasions left and right yeah. They're, like jumping on each other's shows and all this stuff and so there was like some real investment in it mm-hmm. and um, I think it, I think the I'm not sure if you guys listened to 83 weeks. At all, but uh, or recently, but you know, Eric Bischoff had a really great like explanation on on like the when they he, they talked about the releases and stuff like that, and you know what WWE is trying to do, and he talked about his experience when he was there, and and uh, you guys kind of talked about it before, and you know Seth said it doesn't matter about the fans really right now, and it doesn't, and it, it, you know he brought it up, he brought up the the main point that we totally always overlook, I think is it's a, like you say, it's a publicly traded company yeah. and they're trying to please these shareholders yep. more than they are Shareholder trying to please fans when it comes to, when it comes to the, that, when it comes to WWE as a brand, they don't yeah. really care about the, the fans watching the product because the fans are going to always be there. If you're, you're and they've already showed that they don't need the fans. They can pipe in yeah. whatever, you know, just, whatever responses they want. They don't need us there. So yep. they had their record the year profitability happy. without the audience there, man. So, yeah. yeah. So it, it, even they build this as like the, you know, this is the last pay-per-view of, of 2021. And like how bad it was. It wasn't even like a, yeah they didn't even leave us off with a, you know, a great pay-per-view to end the, end the year. It's just been horrible <laughs> yeah yeah the saving grace for wwe is that there are some still extremely talented performers and the guys all still take pride in their work whatever kind of you know we'll break kayfabe for a minute whatever kind of shit that they're given from creative or whatever the booking is um typically the guys overcome it because they're super passionate 
they still give their all in the ring and they find a way to make it entertaining. Um, yeah. but I mean, look at Matt yeah. Riddle, for instance. I mean, like he was going downhill fast with his like overly stoned, uh, gimmick where he was just like, you know, riding scooters and couldn't, couldn't cut a promo. And somehow he like yeah. hitched his wagon to yeah. Randy he's Orton. Getting mentioned, and, you know, uh, he's getting mentioned as a guy that could win the rumble now and go fight Roman yeah. at, uh, at WrestleMania. So yeah, yeah, that, that's really their saving grace. Cause other, otherwise, I mean, the program would really be the drizzling shits right now. It's just, it, it I, I still watch the pay-per-views because they generally deliver, but mm-hmm. it's been a while since WWE has really been, um, you know, anything close to must must watch. Yeah, and you know, it's funny because we were talking about the the sessions episode with uh, Matt from Extra Cooler, and he he was talking about you know AEW is definitely his speed. He grew up a WWF kid through and through, like you know, hardcore. Hard, uh, hardcore of the hardcore fans, right? And, um, you know, it's, it's a tough watch for him to watch WWE now. But, you know, he's got a five-year-old that's like, who thinks it's cool. You know, he was like, he thinks, he thought Braun Strowman was cool. You know, we were all like, what is this choo-choo train BS with Braun Strowman? <laughs> and, you know, his his five-year-old thought that, like, Braun Strowman was the coolest guy on the roster, you know? Um, so it, it it isn't for us. And I think we do, as much as I've shit on it and think it's not for me, like, there is some, um, you know, tempering your expectations will definitely help you not be so bitter as a fan, I think. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I'm going to bring it back to even like Eric Bischoff said, it's a buffet. Uh, there's something that you can pick out that you'll like. You don't have to like everything. Yeah. Um, when you watch wrestling, you just pick out something that you really dedicate. If you just want to watch Roman and the Roman verse and, that's all you can be, you know, that you want to be interested in, and that's fine. You don't have to care about Sami Zayn like tonight, him winning the 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 uh that that battle royal to face Roman. Like you have yeah, to be Sammy and Roman. In that. So it's like Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So but like yeah, it's just it's just it's just bad. I don't even know if we should even talk about the pay per view because it wasn't really even that yeah <laughs> that great to begin with. It was I like the quote that Roman Man. had doing. Uh, he was doing some of the press leading into Survivor Series. He yeah. really kind of nailed it. The difference between them and AEW. He said, "Like, yeah, AEW's doing some cool stuff, but they got a small ceiling for where they're going to go because they're really just trying to reach the hardcore fans, you know, and maximize that audience." Roman said, "We're trying to reach everybody worldwide, and that really is the difference, you know. Like, a- yeah. AEW's like they're, they're they're like the they're like the movie that wins um, the Oscar for Best Picture." Whereas WWE's like the you know the Marvel MCU blockbuster in the summer that's that's breaking records and stuff. That's kind of where yeah. they're at right I mean, now. I mean, you you could tell like some of the, like we, we talked about like the the storylines and like the writers and stuff like that, and you know you could tell there's like a lot of scrambling and a lot of last minute things going on because that whole right. thing with like Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. So originally yeah. the Raw team was all WWE champions only. So Dominic, you can't be a part of this team. Right. Cool. Then the next week, what happens? Yeah. Ray Mysterio, you're going to fight uh, Austin Theory for your spot, who has never even touched a championship. <laughs> yeah, he never even sniffed a yeah, championship. And, and now he's, but the whole team was supposed to be just WWE champions only. But they, yeah. so it seems like it's a lot of, it seems like there's no plan in place, essentially. It's, well, it they don't like, know who's going to be there from week to week either. You know, Hit Row got called up. They were the hottest act in NXT, then the entire group oh, yeah, is gone. Three yeah, weeks later, true. man. So, yeah. all right, let's uh, let's take a drink and uh, cleanse the palate before we talk about some stuff that's uh, a little bit more fun.
right, Sheena, you can get us started. What are you sipping on this week? So I'm sipping on a little, I got a little red wine action going on. I don't know if I ever drink, I may, I think I have ever drink red wine on the show before, but um, I've got some of this, it's called Fitvine. Um, it's like low sugar, like paleo style wine. So like, I like red wine, but man, even if I just have like a glass or two, it like gives me a headache. I'll wake up in the morning, like I'm not hung over, but I just get like this weird headache. And I think there's something in the, you know, in the wine that's makes me do that. So this with the low sugar and the paleo, like it doesn't do that to me. And it's really tasty. So this is a, a 2018 Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, you know, it's got the little running man on there. The The marketing is pretty, they're, they're definitely trying to let you know, like, hey, this is the the wine for fit people. So that's not necessarily why I bought it, but I do find that the low sugar, no sugar wines, uh, the cleaner wines definitely treat me better. So it's really good. I got my little Mario, uh, you know, wine stopper, my little power up shroom there. So it's good stuff. Is that a power up shroom or is that toad? Uh, that's not toad. It's a, it's I a, thought that was toad, man. Is it no. a, par- yeah, it is a toad has a white hat. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good yeah, to, yeah, he's like mushroom. Like red. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's a oh, mushroom. Right. Got it. All right, uh, Marco, what are you drinking? Um, I started off my night with a uh, with a broken skull. Obviously, the the, uh, the official unofficial beer of the Chick Fil A show, essentially, until Stone Cold, you know, gives us the okay to make it official. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm finishing it off with a uh, Terramana Old Fashioned. Uh, oh, drink. nice! So basically, just okay. Terramana with a gar of nectar. And uh, a bar spoonful, as they say. So it's a bar. It was like, you know, those twisty mm-hmm. um, spoons. So uh, a spoonful of uh, agave nectar, nectar and two ounces of uh, of Terramana tequila. Sweet. And that's what I'm, that's a nightcap for tonight. Oh, you got a it's garnish a in there? You got any uh, cherries or anything in there, man? No, no, no garnish. What do you, come on. Oh, you gotta garnish your drink, dude. That's like like that's like part of the cocktail experience, man. I'm not, I'm not garnishing. You know, I you know I used to bartend at your your all time favorite eatery, the Cheesecake Factory. You know, I'm all I'm all about an overly garnished drink. You know, I'm, I'm bringing back toxic masculinity. We don't do garnish in our drinks. Right? Hey, masculinity is masculinity <laughs> is not toxic. That is a myth. <laughs> so for me, uh, this is something I picked up at Total Wine this week. Most of the time, when I see a new beer that looks interesting, I'll uh, I'll check it out on like Beer Advocate and read some of the reviews. But this one, I saw I saw the can art and saw the name of it and was like, yeah, this is I, I definitely need to try this and have it in my life. So this is by Boulevard Brewing Company out of Missouri. It's the pint sized Hawaiian Pizza Party Tiki IPA. So this is an India Pale Ale brewed with pineapple mango and vanilla beans so yeah Ooh, wow. just a crazy ass name and the can art i just it, it had me uh it had me hook line and sinker so it's pretty huh. good it's, it's a little sweet for my taste i prefer the more like juicy ipas that are like on the the real citrusy side you know i like something that tastes yeah. almost like a glass of orange juice or grapefruit juice or something um but it's pretty cool so if you got anywhere you can pick up boulevard brewing company uh it, it's worth the price of admission for for the can art alone um let's talk about the live shows that we went to sheen so we had the unique experience uh within the span of about five days we were able to see smackdown live mm-hmm. and AEW dynamite um it's kind of broad stroke sheen what, what was some of your like big takeaways from seeing both companies in the same market um within a week well one takeaway was that um you know we we been putting the argument out there about Roman Reigns versus Kenny Omega. And I can honestly say after seeing, you know, the tribal chief 
live and in person, dude, like it is undisputed that he is the best wrestler in the world. Like it was just the energy changed. His presence was just like larger than life. And it was like being able to see him. I didn't even have to see him in 4k. I didn't even need the big Roman graphic that comes up on the screen whenever he <laughs> appears, you know, and I was still just like, wow, dude, like this is, this is mage. So um, we'll put, we'll go ahead and put that, that argument to rest. Uh, Cause when we went to AEW, Kenny was like, he just kind of like kicked off and left, you know, he was like, okay, well, I'm gonna take a break guys. So I'm not the champion anymore. So I'm out, you know, was Roman, the same if he, yeah, if he had lost his championship, Roman Reigns would be out there like, you know, trying to kick someone's ass. And Kenny was just like, meh. All right. And well. even when they were uh, even when they were showing Roman, like in the backstage segments, like the whole crowd was popping for it. Keep in mind, he's yeah. a heel. Right. So there were still a lot of people booing him. But when Sheena said, like, just the whole energy change, like, yeah, like I, I was never fortunate enough to see like Michael Jordan play basketball in person. But I've been to a lot of wrestling shows and I have not seen anything like the Roman entrance, man, like just you know, something that's kind of just been a staple of wrestling and really any live event over the last five or six years is audiences kind of half engaged, like doing something on their phone or talking to people next to them. Like when Roman came out, like all eyes were forward looking at the yeah. ring, um, watching all what this hands guy was were doing up with the one doing their one symbol. Yeah. You know? So I, I preferred the A. I thought I had a lot more fun at AEW, but there was nothing yeah. that was as mage as Roman's uh, Roman Reigns entrance. From well, from what you know, we it kind of like you shows. know, bringing this conversation full circle. It really like the experience of the WWE experience is again. You can tell there are a ton of casual fans or a ton of like lapsed fans there. Like it's just like oh, we're gonna go see wrestling, and so this it's like when the circus or monster trucks come to town, you know? Yeah, like, oh, they're yeah, like we're go gonna go. Oh, wrestling's at the scope. We're gonna go see it. You know, um, there was a lady. It was funny because there was a lady behind me in line you know she's like i used to watch wrestling as a kid and you know brett and i both had on he had on his heart foundation chalk line jacket and i had on my vintage um bret hart jacket and she was like oh yeah i remember when bret hart died and i was like <laughs> uh, i don't think i, don't, I think you oh, got it mixed gosh. up you know what i mean and i was like no and uh, she was like yeah i remember i was a kid i was like no that was his brother you know and um you can just tell like even with the crowd energy it was just like not as intense as it was at AEW. And there was there was a lot more kids there. I don't I don't know if it was just a that was a factor because it was like we went to SmackDown on a Friday night, which wasn't a school night. Dynamite was on a Wednesday, which was a school night. So I don't know. You I don't know, remember there seeing wasn't hardly a any kids at Dynamite. There was hardly there was, any kids and it at was Dynamite. Kids everywhere few, in WWE. Yeah, WWE was packed with packed with kids. But um yeah, and W and AEW as well. Like even when they were like at their do having their breaks, like they tried to keep the crowd engaged. Whereas like yeah, WWE, Justin Roberts was in the ring telling jokes, like they were giving birthday wishes. Like yeah, it was the live experience was no comparison. Like Tony it was so Khan much more was fun running out, like you know, trying to get the crowd hyped up and everything. Um, but yeah, at WWE, it was just like okay, well we're at commercial break. Like you're watching Prepping the screen the for segment. all the the ads yeah prepping for the next segment like it's just dark so it really wasn't anything and that to me like that we took brett to his very first live wrestling experience and he was into it but then it was like it was hard for him because when those segments would happen where it was like there's nothing going on he was just kind of like looking at us like what's going on here you know what i mean like why is nobody wrestling why is nobody in the ring you know so i feel like a house show would have been a better first wrestling experience for the baby face also because there was so much pyro he was like not yeah. into the not into the pyro. We were setting but, towards the stage also, so we were like yeah, we were right, right next to the, the pyro's going off. 
Yeah, but overall, I mean, I enjoyed both shows. There was great things about both shows. But yeah, finally getting to experience that AEW energy and like what everybody's been telling us about the AEW crowd and just their shows and stuff like it was it was palpable, like just the the energy in the crowd. So, yeah, I, I loved it. And I'm, I'm, I'm ready for them to come back already. If you get a chance to go to AEW taping, it's a hell of a value, too, because you got Dark, which they do first, and then Dynamite, and then mm-hmm. um, Rampage, Rampage at the end. So it was four hours of wrestling. It, and like Sheena said, there's a ton of stuff going on when the cameras aren't rolling. It was a lot of fun. Like Chris Jericho came out and cut a long mm-hmm. promo for the fans and stuff right before Rampage started. Like, yeah, it was just a blast. Um, and, and CM and I'm Punk came back out. Yeah, CM Punk came out. So I'm looking forward uh, now that... Nor, uh, you know, they sold out. So um, I'm assuming Norfolk's going to be kind of like, you know, permanently on the loop for AEW now. It's such a historic. Yeah, and that Chartway Arena was. Anyways, it was kind of small, so it felt it, it felt even more intimate. I think you know what I mean. Like it was like a, um, it was smaller arena than the scope. So I think yeah, it just made a- it feel more intense. Yeah, AEW was at, uh, they were at ODU's, Old Dominion University's basketball arena, which is a newer facility, where SmackDown was at the uh, the historic Norfolk Scope. So, you know, my heart still got to go with the scope for, you know, the better wrestling venues because it's been so many, yeah, so many legendary shows there. Like Starcade was there before the first World War III. It was the site of the DX invasion, but but Chartway was a, a very nice venue to go enjoy a wrestling show. So I would mm-hmm. not be mad if, uh, if that's where AEW sets up as their home base from now on um marco you got any live events uh coming up in the next few months you're gonna go to uh there is actually one in january i think it's a it's like the it's a super it's like wwe super card or a super show or something mm-hmm. like one that house so, shows nice yeah well, it's like a house show it's like a supposedly it's gonna be like i think it's like new day and drew mcintyre versus roman reigns and the usos or something like that as the main event so might go to that. We'll see. Hard I mean, subject tickets, to change. Tickets are pretty. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure they're treating this as a house show because they like they advertise it last week on SmackDown. Um, so I'm not, and it, the tickets are insane. Like the the prices are kind of crazy. They're not even aftermarket tickets. Is, like it, the uh, is it at the Garden? Tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's going to be a big show. Even if it's a house show, yeah, they're going to go all out mm-hmm. for, for yeah, that so man. So that should be a probably lot of fun. Go, probably, uh, take that take my son to it just it'll be his first first show so we'll see what happens but yeah it's pretty much it but so i'm glad you guys got to uh experience the uh because we've been hyping it up i think like myself as well as the uh turnbuckle guys have been uh uh, hyping up the AEW crowds and it it is definitely like a wrestling crowd you can definitely tell the difference between a wwe crowd and AEW. it was they were hardcore they were they were they were hot the whole night you know the it didn't matter what was going on they were like chanting and on it and it was just yeah it was a great experience for sure yeah another thing while, while we're on the the live audience experience we've been saying it for a while dude give jeff hardy one more main event run this dude oh, yeah. is over, still dude. over like rover like the crowd oh, yeah. was just into everything he was doing he doesn't need to win he don't we don't need to see him win the world title but give him a little two month program with Roman and you will get eyeballs on the product, man. I, people would love to see Jeff get get one last shot at glory going against Roman Reigns. And I think they could tell a yeah. hell of a story. You know, Jeff's such a been such a compelling um, character on and off screen for years that I think I one I think he's earned it regardless. And two, I just think it'd be really entertaining yep. to see him uh, get one more spot in the limelight. Um, and while we're talking live shows again, we'll beat the drumbeat Foley fam. Next August, find your way to Nashville. Let's all go to SummerSlam 
yeah. in Nashville. Yeah. Nashville is a badass place to go to events, right? The Titan Stadium is right there in downtown. So we can get the party started early, man. We can hit Broadway at like noon and, uh, you know, start drinking and eating and yeah. stuff. And we'll be fully most lubed up by the time SummerSlam kicks off. <laughs> yeah, most importantly for Seth and I, we have built-in childcare because our family lives like, you know, 45 minutes outside of Nashville. So we could just, you know, we got all the grands. Every set of grands is right there in the, uh, you know, south, southwestern Kentucky area. Uh, and we can we can come down to Tennessee and really just uh, wild out, you know, as, as wild out as you get at 36, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we try to uh, – maybe even like we all go down like even earlier and maybe do like the show, do like a uh, – like a the, the pod from – A live show. From there. Be pretty cool. Yeah. Like a live show yeah, or something like that. Dope. Or even record the show and, and release it or something like that. Maybe uh, head down there like a little bit earlier in the week. Something like that. I already, I already have the wife's consent. She's coming. So she's she's nice. where she wants to go. We'll uh... – so, yeah, stay tuned in the Facebook group. All right, we'll we'll start piecing it together around January. We'll let we'll let the dust settle and the bills settle from uh, Christmas shopping, but yeah. we'll start piecing it together, man. Maybe we can figure out, uh, you know, a decent hotel that's not you know higher than Giraffe Pussy right there on Broadway, and we could try to <laughs> you know try to get as many people as possible to stay there, so we're all kind of centrally located and uh, yeah, make it a thing. So it, it's definitely you definitely need two nights. Like I said, Nashville is a fun town, so. You know, we can get the Foley fam out on the streets on Saturday. I'm sure there's going to be a ton of wrestling fans in town. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, SummerSlam next year. Start thinking about how you're going to make it happen. Let's yeah. hear from these guys who are also going to try. You know, you guys can haul ass from West Virginia and get down to Nashville as well. The two bad chads. We're going to bring them to a WWE oh, show. Yeah. Well, if we got to, uh, we'll go go fund me to pay for their tickets. But yeah, I want to get them in the house <laughs> rocking all their AEW gear. And uh, just so we can record their live reaction all night long. Let's hear from uh, from Turnbuckle Tavern. Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW, as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things Indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern, available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. It is time for the figure four. This is where we get into all the latest and greatest of wrestling figure news. Uh, Sheena, tell us about the Ringside Collectibles Black Friday sale. So yeah, Ringside has like 12 pages of discounted figures. <laughs> you can literally get some figures for like $2.50. Yep. So whether you are purchasing, you know, for toy drives or for your own kiddos or whatever, um, definitely scroll through there and see if anything catches your eye. And you can even stack the Chick-fil-A show code on top of the uh, the ringside discount. So use code Chick-Foley uh, when you're shopping there. And also, if you spend over $50, um, use the free ship code because the free ship code will probably save you more than the than the 10 percent but uh as always you know we always appreciate everyone who uses our uses our code but yeah they got lots of good stuff on sale and you know they'll have a uh, cyber monday sale as well so maybe they'll be marking some more stuff down uh, so keep an eye on ringside and we'll be posting anything that that pops up hell yeah again great chance to get caught up on anything you may have 
hesitated to pull the trigger on over the last few weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. There was the latest Elite Squad video. We saw the Alexa Ultimate Edition figure. Uh, Marco, what, what were some of your thoughts on this? Kind of a, a two-in-one situation. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool, actually. I wasn't expecting uh, two different Alexa uh, versions in one. I think it's like the first time that they're ever doing that because you, you're going to be able to do like the uh, regular Alexa and then kind of turn her into the uh, – the, the fiend version of Alexa, which is pretty awesome. But obviously the, you know, the pictures that they showed or well, uh, Bill, when he, uh, when he showed that version, like the, the, uh, the, the dress that she had wasn't fully painted and stuff like that, but you got the idea of what it's going to look like. Um, the head sculpt is going to be different and all that stuff. Cause the original renders that they showed before were, didn't really show that much. It just basically showed her in her regular, her gear. Um, but yeah, no, I'm super excited about. It. I was I wasn't excited about it at first because I, you know, I was kind of like I kind of wanted like more of like a maybe a Sasha Banks Ultimate Edition because you know the amount of stuff she's done. I think like the next person after is Charlotte um, or Becky would be like a yeah. Sasha and then maybe a Bailey. But we'll we'll take Alexa, especially now what they revealed. Um, the blue hair the, Sasha Elite was pretty cool. I mean, it, that was a really, yeah. really great Sasha Banks figure. Um, you know, so even if she doesn't get an Ultimate Edition, I mean, at least we have a really good Sasha Banks figures because she's had some historically terrible <laughs> figures in the past. Oh yeah, yeah definitely some yeah. really bad but, head um, scans. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's 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 pretty awesome. Yeah, there was a lot of the. I mean, some of the reveals are you know we've seen some of the stuff, but you know everything besides that Alexa Bliss was uh, it's pretty awesome though. Um, yeah, I, my concern is we didn't see Lily. I feel like you got to have Lily mm. as part of that. I told you, yeah. yeah, they're going to cash out. They're going to put Lily with a with a separate elite, a totally yeah, separate. I, elite. I don't even like think it'll be a separate exclusive. elite. Yeah, Marco, you nailed it. I think we're going to get a ringside exclusive that comes with Lily, mm. and Lily, either yeah. whether it's like a cardboard situation or like maybe they actually give us like a plastic swing set to go I along mean, with her. But better. I feel like I that's mean, what I was, we need. I was Lily for uh, for Halloween, so they better <laughs> yeah. they better do that. <laughs> That was we awesome. saw Shotzi's first elite. <laughs> that looks like it's going to be tremendous. Um, oh yes, the yeah. packaging for the uh, the new retro four pack that's going to be dropping in January. That looks very cool. Yep, on and the then, um, creations is pretty awesome. And then we got our first look at the Macho Man Ultimate Edition that's going to be coming with the, the yep. new generation arena. So yeah, a lot of cool stuff. Um, Mattel's killing it. I was really excited to see that. Um, their deal got extended another few years because yep. I just I love everything that they're doing right now. It keeps getting better and better. Um, some news we saw break today, a ringside exclusive Darby Allen on the way. So mm-hmm. this is a pretty pricey figure, man. It's clocking in at 45 bucks, but sounds like you're going to get a uh, a jacket, a special coffin shaped skateboard and then a soft goods body bag, which to my knowledge, that's the first time we've gotten that accessory in, uh, yeah. in yeah, the wrestling figure is- game. Yeah, it includes two interchangeable heads, soft goods body bag, entrance jacket, coffin skateboard, and coffin-shaped packaging. So that's going to be cool that it's like in a coffin-shaped package. Yeah. I think that's going to be dope. Yeah, if there's yeah. anyone that deserves a uh, ringside exclusive um, for me, definitely, yeah, he, definitely he's Darby. put his spine on the line for us. So, uh, yes. yeah, he deserves Even it. Even that picture that they have, uh, that like that stock photo that they have of him doing the coffin drop onto mm-hmm. the... Yeah, I was, I was hoping it came with an actual coffin, like a break... Like a breakthrough coffin. Break away coffin. Like that would be pretty neat. Open or something like that would be pretty cool. Maybe ringside could Jared drop that as an accessory because right now all we have, as far as like in scale with elites and AW figures, is like a fancy style coffin. We need like just the old like rustic like you know mm-hmm. wooden casket like he's been using uh, when yeah. he's brought him out. Um, mm-hmm. The other big news in the wrestling figure world this week was Elite ninety one Chase 
Rob Van Dam being canceled. Um, yeah, because of the 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 kind of allusions to the Japanese rising flag or rising sun flag on his gear. I wasn't too surprised when I, I, cause the controversy has kind of been like kicking up dust on this for a couple weeks. I wasn't surprised to see this. There was a pair of air Jordan 12s a few years back that, um, the same thing. There was a similar colorway to that. They were called the rising sun. They called them the rising suns, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yep. the insole, the insole actually had the rising sun flag like imprinted on it. Um, and they ended up, that ended up getting scrapped before it was released. So, I would encourage anybody that's really been out of shape on this to go and just kind of read up on some of the stuff that Imperial Japan was doing, specifically their war crimes and everything. Yep. Um, for people in Southeast Asia, uh, it'd be the equivalent of like if they released a big boss man figure that still had the Confederate flag on its sleeve, you know? So yeah. um, I'm kind of yeah. bummed. It was a cool looking figure, right? I'm not going to lie. I had it on pre-order from ringside because um, <laughs> it, it it just it was a super cool figure and it's kind yeah. of allusions to the rising sun it's not like straight up like he just had the it's rising overt, sun flag on yeah. there but but you know what it was going for so i was a little bit bummed we're not getting the figure but um it's definitely not my place to be like you know oh this is bullshit um it kind of yeah. sucks that it happened so late that they weren't able to come up with a replacement but uh, i'm sure mattel We'll make it up to us down the road. Now, the yep. collector side of me wonders because it is pretty late in the game. I, we, you know, we know uh, Bill, Big Shot Bill, already had a prototype in hand. I wonder how many of these were already produced. I feel like there's got to at least be some of these sitting in a factory somewhere. So I already got a save search set up on eBay for uh, for Elite Ninety One <laughs> RVD, just waiting to see if one of these kind of <laughs> leaks out into circulation. You know, because I want it for uh, you know just for historical purposes, man. You know, if nothing else. So is that- I'm, go ahead. Is the pre-order, do they remove the pre-order from ringside already for it? So, it so yeah, so it's not up to be, you can't order it anymore. I haven't gotten an email yet, though, saying that, um, they you know, I've been refunded or it's canceled. So, and, and we haven't had any official word from Mattel either, right? Like, a lot of yeah. the heavy hitters and the, the wrestling figure uh, internet community have been saying that it's canceled, but Action Figure Attack hasn't publicly spoke on it. Bill McKenna hasn't spoke on it. So, it could be a situation where... Maybe the people that already ordered it, maybe they quietly ship those out to those folks and it just never hits the actual, um, you know, shelves or whatever. Because, again, we've Mm -hmm. already seen MOC picks of Elite 91. So this thing's got to be well on its way to getting a release. So, um, but it looks like for all intents and purposes, this thing's going to get going to get canceled. Uh, Sheena, you got any big heartburn on this? You know, we, we both spent some time out in the Pacific for a long time. Like, I think it's I just think it's kind of it's kind of weird that nobody from Mattel kind of raised, you know, pardon the pun, but like raised the red flag on this before, um, yeah, before it got to this point, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. I think it, it was a major oversight for sure. Um, I don't have any heart ache about them pulling it. I think it was the right thing to do. Um, but yeah, it always sucks when like, you know, you, you're like, Oh man, this is such a cool look. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. It should have it should have been pulled, you know. And I'm not even a person who's like all about cancel culture and like you know super sensitive. Um, but I think you know it's just like you said, like you said, if it, if they were released a big boss man, like I would be like that's that's some bullshit. You know what I mean? Like I think uh, yeah. I think it's the same the same kind of thing. So I think we do need to be sensitive to that. And uh, you know it, it sucks, but I, I'm not mad at it. All right, uh, we got about two weeks catching up to do, Marco. What all have you added to the collection here lately? Oh, man. Um, let's see. So, not too crazy. I started getting the the AEW uh, packs, I'm going to call them, 
Um, so they've been trickling in. So got the uh, the Chris nice. Jericho gear pack. The Barbie, uh, Barbie, Barbie doll, Chris Jericho. That's what I call that. Figure the Barbie doll, the, Chris uh, Jericho, uh, with the with the jacket and the the uh, the sunglasses and the the scarf and all that stuff, which is pretty cool. So, Again, for anybody uh, uh, you know that's just listening, you can watch the show on YouTube to kind of see us showing off these figures. Yeah, so you get the uh, I like I like the back where you, he's cool. actually holding the orange shoe. So yeah, that's the jacket from the uh, when they had the uh, mimosa mimosa match, mayhem was, uh, feuding with our. Uh, um, Orange, Orange Cassidy. Cassidy. Yep, and then I see you guys post this already, but the uh, the AEW you know tag team. Hold it up, pack. You guys can do a little the figure cheers action. Yeah, um, we still need that the, Christopher Daniels. Yeah, I do love that their gear is different. Like they they do have the uh, like their like the actual gear, but the Scorpio. Why, why, why did they change the jacket on Scorpio Sky? It's still the the black and white jacket. I don't know. It's kind of weird, but you're right. Those figures are, they're miles better than the ones that came out in the regular um, Unrivaled line. Just the black, the, yeah. the red just pops way more than that all black gear they had on in the regular so, line. And then today, ended up getting this guy right here from the uh, from the Phelps's, the uh, Switchblade J. That's right. J nice. White with his uh, signature. Signature pose at how it's, nice is that carding and everything, man? Got the bullet. It's, it's, it's actually the I was I was actually looking at this. I was like, this is this looks. I mean, this is my actually my very first because I didn't I didn't jump on the uh, cello toy stuff. Cello's uh, it, fast, dude. so this is my first cello toys, and this is this ah uh, this this card is actually really awesome. This like, they, even like the description getting, on the back. This will look. Like, they give you pretty much like his, his story in short form. Um, the card that you can cut out is pretty cool. Uh, the figure itself looks amazing. In the packaging, like they, you know, they, they, I think we talked about this before, how like all these companies are doing like retro type figures and they look literally in scale. They look exactly like, like how a Hasbro figure would look yeah. or a retro figure. So pretty stoked about that. Oh, speaking of that, we didn't get to talk about this. The, uh, so, uh, Dan Housen, who was going to be in the Heels and Faces series two, is actually up right. I mean, by the time you listen to this, it'll be the, the Black Friday sale will be over. So it'll be at regular price. But they, uh, Zombie Sailor released the Dan Housen figure on its own, um, in support of Dan Housen, who's, uh, who's injured right now and, you know, needs help. Um, yeah, the proceeds are going straight so we, to his pocketbook, man. So help him yeah, out. Yeah, going straight to him. So a portion of, of the, uh, of that figure is going the pre order. So if you pre order today, obviously with ZSC, there's no BS with the pre orders. You don't have to rush out. They're not going to sell. They're not going to sell out. You order it, you get yeah. your, yours, you're fine with it. The cool thing about it is it's actually – you're going to get the accessory pack with the pre-order. So the accessory pack is like a bag of money. Um, and he has like this jar of teeth because he does – if you listen to yeah. um, the Renee, Renee Paquette, her uh, podcast when he was on it, he does collect like human uh, remains essentially. So That's weird. <laughs> it does, That's does weird. Teeth, which is pretty uh, – he's a weird guy. If you ever listen to him, he's, he's – uh, seems like he's not all there. But, but yeah, but um, – <laughs> And yeah, that, accessory pack is, that accessory pack is only available if you pre-order it. So if you think you're going to wait around yes, on this for guy, two weeks, so it's available um, for two weeks. You're going to miss out that, on never that. Never to be sold. The figure might be, he said, as a zombie. So he said the figure might be available, but the accessories that come with it during this pre-order period yeah. will not be available after that. So they're going to jump on it. Um, and we didn't get to talk about this before. I'll give it to you guys. So Jeremy Padauer actually came up with a list of things that we'll see next year. 
Uh, the golf cart. We didn't talk about this. Uh, he said a golf cart, a van, and I forget the other thing. There was the horse. Yeah, the horse. Yeah. How so, many times have I said we uh, need to get a Sue's van on this show? I am getting a Sue's van. I'm we get hyped, a pack. Dude. What if it, what uh, if it's so, not Sue's van? What if it's just like a generic like AEW like you know crew no, van or something? Got to be Sue's van, destructible. <laughs> no, it's Sue's and he's van. They have the old Hot Wheels technology where if it if you got it wet, the paint changed so you could have it graffitied up or not yeah. graffitied up depending on what you're oh, going man. for if with your the, fig the, photography. Yeah. All we need is uh is is Chuck's mom. That's it. Yeah. Yes. So we, oh, Trent's mom. That's all we need yeah. is Trent's mom. That yeah. needs to be the bonus figure. It, that that's gonna be suit. a figure. That has to be a figure with it. We need I working mean, sliding doors on the side of it. Like, yeah, they got to yeah. make this happen, man. It's gonna be awesome. But yeah, so yeah, it's pretty much it for me. I mean, probably more things will be trickling in at some point because obviously it's a holiday, so things are gonna start slowing down at some point. Right. When it comes to <laughs> the, yeah, so the, we the, we have uh, it for the kids, you know. Yeah. We had a lot of the same stuff, so we won't be uh, redundant, but I didn't want to show off this. This is from Game Changer Studios on IG, so Custom sick. Barbarian. You know, we're uh, the Barbarian's kind of the, the black hole of wrestling figures. He wasn't in the LJN line. There's no signs of him being in the elite line, and yeah. it would have drove me crazy having this amazing Powers of Pain Warlord figure with no tag team partner. So Warlord's not going to be on the shelf by himself. Dude. We got uh, we got Barbarian to go along with him. Um also got first time in the line and last time in the line, Isaiah Swerve Scott with the green yeah. shorts. So I think <laughs> oh, he's actually geez. available as part of the Black Friday uh, lines. Yeah, there's there's been a few of these here over the last year. Or so, you know, first time and last time in the line mm-hmm. with all the uh, WWE releases. But went ahead and added that to the collection. Um, and then finally, they finally came in. These figures are, you know, a year and a half in the in the waiting on the pre-order. New Japan series two yeah we basically have super seven alone you know yeah yes, so yeah i got mine yeah i didn't bring i don't want to lug them all down so yeah those yeah. They, they look awesome yeah they do look great this one's really crazy the evil figure like the robe dude, the and e- everything that's, like that's, i cannot that's wait my favorite to unbox one out of these all things, dude. I, I like naito I just because naito's like the out of the guys they included in this one he's the one that um i'm the most familiar with but yeah as far as just actual like being toyetic, definitely evil's the best one. So um, I don't know what the status is on this line, man. I really hope we get series three, but with nothing being announced, um, shit. I think at this point it's probably twenty twenty four at the earliest. Um, I mean, yeah, we, with the we way these need guys a switchblade. We need a yeah. Kota Bushi. Yeah, and, uh, uh, Juice that, all, their delays. Their delays yeah. were happened before the uh, you know the supply chain issue. So can you only imagine now with all this stuff going on, everything being backed up and shipping slowing down and yeah, all that stuff? It's going to be like six years before we get Series Three. Yeah, you know we got the Forbidden Door in real life. Maybe we could have the Forbidden Door be a thing in the wrestling figure world, and Jazzwares can just start cranking out some New Japan yeah. figures as well. Because be awesome. for as good a job as Super Seven does, like yeah, I would appreciate a little bit more. Uh, timeliness on the releases um let's hear from our good friends extra cooler hey everyone it's nick better known as extra cooler is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past yes there is it's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice cold beverages if that sounds like fun to you then be sure to check out my new podcast the extra cooler show where each episode My Survivor Series team and I review an old-school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning.
Keeping It Tranquilo is where we give you some entertainment recommendations for something outside of the ring and sometimes completely outside of the world of professional wrestling. This segment is brought to you by Verb Energy because sometimes keeping it tranquilo can be exhausting. Verb is your delicious 90-calorie snack bar to help you get through your favorite binge-watching sesh. Hit the link in our show notes to save some money and get your Verb starter pack for only $12. Now, let's get tranquilo. All right, real quick, I got to jump in. Um, Verb is having their biggest sale of the year. They're having 30 and 40% off of Verb bars, their little caffeinated caffeine bars. So, you know, get rid of your energy drinks. You know, these are all, you know, natural, clean, green tea uh, from the caffeine. So, tastes good. They just released a cinnamon roll flavor that's freaking bomb. So, check the link in the show notes. Check the link in our link tree. And uh, you can check out that that Black Friday sale. I don't know if it'll go through the weekend or if it's just for today, but uh, definitely check that out. Uh, you know, if you if and when you hear this. Yeah, we'll have the link in the show notes for Verb and um, all the other partners that you've heard us mention. So keeping it tranquilo is back for the first time uh, in a while. Always mm-hmm. a big fan of this segment. Um, for the premium Foley fan members, I'm working on a database. I'm going back and compiling a list of every Keeping It Tranquilo recommendation we've ever had. Um, I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm definitely going to release it in the Facebook group. I, we may tailor it and put together a few um, special like playlists, you know, of like, you know, Foley fans, favorite comedies, documentaries, podcasts, something like that, and uh, drop it out. So just something to look forward to. I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of cooking up right now. Um, before we get into the actual recommendations, you know, the intro for this is that excellent, excellent uh, Andrade theme song. Andrade's been in the, the the rumor mill this week, man. Earlier this week, he unfollowed Charlotte on all of his social media. We haven't really heard anything confirmed from either party. But uh, Sheena, what do you think? Is there trouble in paradise? I think it's a work, dude. I think Charlotte's really, uh, you know, doing a lot of shoot work action right now. And I think uh, there's something going on, dude. I, I don't think uh, I don't think they're broken up at all. Interesting. All right. Because you typically are... Uh, think everything's a shoot so that's funny that uh this one you're kind of leading work marco what about you man is something going on um yeah i think there might be some some trouble in paradise i think uh i think we talked about this before where you know that hypothetical thing where you know charlotte you know leaves the wwe and goes to join aew and you know reunites with you know andrade and and possibly rick flair who obviously hasn't been um in aew but has been I'm talking a lot of crap about AEW. Rick Flair kind of helicoptered his way out of <laughs> the, the uh, wrestling industry, I think, man, with that dark side of the yeah, but, um, helicoptered. I see what you did there. So yeah, I don't, I don't think it's happening. That's that's why I think he unfollowed. I I think, I mean, I'm not a rumor person. We're not we're not TMZ or anything like that. But I think discussion the discussion has been had between them. Like, hey, come to AEW, they'll treat you better. I think she knows where her bread is buttered. Um, in WWE, um, she's one of the main people we, I've talked about this before where, you know, WWE seen as a, as a show, as opposed to a wrestling company. So like every like show, every sitcom, every sitcom has its main stars and she's, she's in the same, she's shoulder to shoulder with Roman. If, if Roman's the, the top male in that company, Charlotte is the top female. She's not leaving WWE to go to AEW to be to be lost. I'm that, I'm uh, doing a little investigative work here right now. I'm I'm scrolling the social meds and uh his last her last post or sorry, Andrade's last post with Charlotte in it and the pictures on Instagram was in September, but she has a she just wished him happy birthday like 
just like a couple weeks ago like you know happy birthday poppy and it's just a picture it's like pictures of him and her together and everything i just yeah. feel like yeah, it's a couple weeks much. ago a lot could happen in a couple weeks man yeah yeah i don't know to me it, relationships that, yeah i think it's the fact that it was him on following her he's pissed. makes me feel like it's makes I'm me feel guy, like it's for real yeah what dudes because half the time things. dudes wouldn't really bother you know what i mean <laughs> like to me is like the dude you got to be you got to be really upset about something to go and be the one to unfollow the, uh, as a guy. Yeah. He definitely gonna unfollow. yeah. Like that's intentional, dude. Like you're not like, yeah. gonna like drop, you know, I don't know. I, I feel she, like maybe they split up. Man. She's and we still have, and following used... Andrade though. Yeah. Well, yeah but he's not following she's her. Not, she's delusional. She thinks it's so, it only takes on, one person like, to break up. Yeah. He's already, he out of get, it. he's already, he's already <laughs> he a single a, man. Yeah. It didn't got to be a mutual thing. So I don't know. Hats off to Andrade. I think he was definitely, you know, he's a handsome guy, but as far as like star power goes, I think he was definitely kind of punching above his weight class uh, for the last couple of years since this thing, uh, since this thing was happening. So I, don't know. I, wish, I, I wish him the best. I, you know, I kind of always enjoyed, I enjoyed them being a couple and I kind of hope they would have done something on screen with them. Um, they were, they were on fiance. Do you know what I mean? Like it was like fiance. It's not just like boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, oh yeah, he like, went to they Jared, were engaged. Man. You know, yeah, he yeah. went to Jared. He went to Jared. <laughs> yeah. So this was a this is a big deal, dude. I, yeah. Um, so we'll continue yeah. to monitor. You know, uh, I, I I typically stay out of these sleazy stories, but Sheena and Marco they really eat this stuff up. So um, they'll they'll stay on top of the, the uh, yeah they'll stay on top of the rumor mill and uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll keep you informed. Yeah. Um, maybe you Andrade gossip, spends you with Becky out there. Let me see if he follows Becky Lynch. That would be a, a telltale. Oh, man. You know? I'm well, she's investigating that. I'll get into my actual recommendation for the week. So this is a documentary that uh, me and Sheena watched last night. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. It's called A Kid Named Scott. It's basically the Kid Cudi story. So Kid Cudi awesome. is an yeah, uh, artist that I've been just a huge fan of, you know, over damn near a decade and a half at this point. Going back to like 2008 yeah. is kind of when he really got on my radar. Um I, as a, I was like 24 when I started discovering his music and stuff. So still kind of like figuring out who I was in the world. And that was really kind of what his music was all about. So it just really yeah. resonated, especially the first two albums, man on the moon and man so on the moon dope, part dude. two. Like I listened to those albums countless times. They were kind of, you just, you know, press play and they go all the way through. Um, and it was really kind of, that was back in the age when like an album was an album. Like it was a collection of songs that were like a complete piece yes. of work you know it wasn't where it is like nowadays where it's kind of just you know a dozen or so random songs they piece together and release at the same well, and time it's funny because so, yeah. you know not to like give anything away from the documentary but he he's talked about how he made that conscious decision you know he was getting pressure from the outside like we got to make a radio hit and he was like no that's not what we do you know what i mean he's like the songs that i put out they will resonate with people and they had they did you know um that's yeah. like the, you know pursuit of happiness like he's like if you just play this on the radio like they will listen and they will love it you know and um he just wasn't going to put out some some bs just because it, it was like you know going to be a hit on the radio like everything he put out like he felt it you know it was really kind of sad you know because i really loved those like Sessa, those first two albums and to know what kind of like pain and heartache you know we all know that like artists do their best work when they are like hurting Torture. and like yeah something something's really deep and they're like troubled and all that you know like when they're pulling from a, a place of real shit um that's when like the the creativity and the artistry and stuff really resonates um but it is it was really sad you know because i i just remember like hearing those songs um and and no, and thinking like this guy is like an artist. He's got it made. You know, he's this huge star. Working with and Kanye. Then just, 
Yeah, working with Kanye and then just knowing how like how how much pain he was in and how much he was struggling and everything like it was just really sad to see but it, it it's really inspirational i don't want you to think it's like a really downbeat documentary because yeah, it's not yeah cuz it ends it's, on a high note he's yeah, he it's really motivational he's in a really good place now so yeah yeah, yeah if you're definitely. whether or not you're a fan of kid cuddy it's a great film but if you've been a fan of his music at all um yeah it's it, was just, it was yeah it was powerful so yeah definitely check it out it's on amazon prime and uh i think everybody's really going to like it uh yeah, Gina, I'm gonna kick off something about, with a little uh, bit. <laughs> the other documentary we watched this week. Yeah, this is something a little a little less uh, powerful, but it is it's really funny because it's just a it's just a moment in time that I think a lot of people our age will really resonate with. Um, it's called the Curse of Von Dutch. You remember Von Dutch, Marco? Okay. Yeah. So, um, it's called the curse of Von Dutch and this, this documentary basically is basically like the, the rise and fall of Von Dutch, you know, the, the self-destruction of Von Dutch, if you will. And, um, it's really cool because it takes you through that rise. And I remember, I remember because uh, as much as I hate to admit this, I used to like follow celebrities and like, you know, follow the fashion trends. You had a subscription to us weekly. Yeah, I had a subscription to Us Weekly. Um, I, I loved that shit, you know. And uh, and now I'm just like that's so repug. Like I, I hate following you know celebrity stuff. Um, but uh, I remember seeing Paris and Lindsay and Brittany wearing these Von Dutch hats and everything. I was like, those are so cool. Like I gotta get my the hands hats on were that. And that cool was cool too, man. Ori- the it was it was hats bo- were very cool. Yeah, and it was before it like blew up and became like super super mainstream. Um, I had a few Von Dutch hats, and then when it like you know uh, Christian Audijay went and did the uh, Ed Hardy, I had a few Ed Hardy hats too. Before that became like you know super super crazy, uh, you know B level or D level celebrity status. But uh, yeah, it's a really cool story. There's some crazy shit that goes on, um, and I had no idea how how deep the history was and like where the origin story was because I came into Von Dutch during that that season where it was like the Paris Hilton and the Lindsay Lohan and the Nicole Richie, right? But there was like a whole story that happened before all of that happened. And I had no idea. So it's really cool. It's a really cool watch. It's only like four, three or four episodes. Um but yeah, definitely check it out. And what was it? Was it on Hulu or Netflix? Uh, it's on Hulu. Hulu original. Yeah it's, on, yeah. yeah, it's on Hulu. So definitely check it out. It's called The Curse of Von Dutch. Yeah, definitely have both of those saved actually because I want to definitely want to watch the Kid Cudi one because I'm a huge fan. He's definitely was an influence to pretty much like a lot of the music that you hear today. Um, oh, huge! Yeah, he talks yeah, about like, it. he changed like, the game. Yeah, he. I mean, they probably talk about it on the. I mean, usually artists don't say I'm I'm the biggest influence of music or whatever, but you, mm-hmm. he, he definitely he talked like, about how he was the first guy really talking about feelings and stuff. He said Kanye kind of yeah. opened up the door with the college dropout of like being the first person to blow up, like and we love that album gangster, too. Yeah. N- yeah. Not yeah. being a gangster or whatever, but then kid Cudi really took it to like a whole nother level. Um, just talking about, you know, his feelings. Yeah, and what said, was on his he heart. talks about, you can't get a record deal without talking about your feelings, you know? And he's like, <laughs> no, no, you have to, basically yeah, you talking have to, about like, I did that, human. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, just a, just a, like, uh, harp on what you said about the, uh, like the albums, like, like listening to the album, like even Adele recently, she released yeah. her album and she actually like told Spotify, you know, if you, if you have the Spotify app, when you, when there's an album you can listen to, it automatically has that, like that random symbol. So once yeah. you hit that hit play, it auto, it just randomly plays. She actually asked them to remove it from, from their Adele, from the default it's, it's setting. It's funny so, like, that you, 
it's funny that you made the Adele comparison because that's exactly the comparison I was going to make, but I didn't know how many Adele fans we had here on the on the podcast. But dude, <laughs> Adele's first album, I think it's called 21. Dude, that that is like from start to finish, it is like a masterclass. And you well, can tell she's like the the pain she's feeling and everything. And then when she got happy, her music was still good. She's still like insanely yeah. talented. But when she got happy, her music wasn't as good. But then she's now she's going through shit again. You know, she got divorced yeah. and whatnot. Yep. She's going through some 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 pain and some struggle. And now her shit's like back at I'm like, dude, you know, you just feel it. You know, even if you're not going through it, you just feel it, you know. Um and yeah, yeah it's funny that yeah. you made the Adele comparison because that's the exact parallel that I was gonna say with, with Kid Cuddy. Well, she said that. She was like this. She was like, you know, we as artists, we don't make albums just to, you know, put songs together. Like it's a story, it's a process that we're yeah. that we're doing. She was like, So my only ask was, you know, Spotify remove that remove the random. You have to listen from simple. front to back. So like yeah. now you have to listen to from so if you go to like any album on Spotify now there's no like re- only on like the um, I think like on soundtracks or like on obviously on the playlist. Compilation. Yeah. You go like stuff, to yeah. an album, like any album, not even just hers, like any album. Well, that's cool. It's just a play button, so you can listen to it from beginning and end. Cool. So I thought that was pretty cool, and obviously that's super. That's a that's a superpower if yeah. one person can tell a whole <laughs> company, company. To, to change their app uh, just for one thing. But um, so my recommendation is. Neither a documentary. It is based on real people, though, which is kind of it falls in line a little bit. So it's called "The Harder They Fall." It's a uh, it's a western on um, on Netflix. It's actually like in the, if you go like on the main menu, it's like one of the top movies viewed right now, alongside obviously the Rock's Red Notice. It has like a billion streams right now on it. But um, after I called it so garbage at the top of the show, yeah. So I mean, usually I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back a little bit. So I was never a western fan. Um, my father, uh, God rest his soul was like, he obviously, well, obviously he was older than me. So like he was way into Westerns, never got it, never got the like appeal, the appeal to him. Didn't really care. Like he would sit there and watch him like all day. Didn't really care for him. And then when my mother made the joke about like how those are the only movies where you can watch somebody shoot a six shooter unlimited and they would never run out of bullets, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never like reload. Like they just literally just, bah, 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 and, Nothing. So like, so that even like took me out of it even more. But then as like the you know like the young guns came along, mm-hmm. um, the movie Unforgiven, yeah, um, three ten like, Yuma, even like the, uh, Posse, uh, 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 Rosewood, which they do mention because Ro- Rosewood was based on a actual place. So like when those movies came along, until my generation when they started making westerns, that's when I got into the obviously they were more action oriented. This movie is insane uh, from the cinematography the acting the music um it's not old-timey music so it's modern music put into the movie which helps carry the movie along yeah it's got Idris awesome. Elba Regina King it's got yep. some some big stars dude yeah so it, it's a it's a really good it's about a two it's like two hours and 19 minutes though so yeah I, I watch it in parts if a movie's that long I usually watch part one. Oh yeah you gotta break yeah. it an hour that's parenting life dude yeah that's life of a parent yeah. <laughs> for, all, for all of you child uh, child free people out there that's the I life feel like I'm getting parent. pretty good because I kind of got a feel for it like I'll look at I'll look at how long the movie is and what's how we're starting it and so I'll know like okay around like 9.45 and you're starting for a clean break you you, you gotta <laughs> yeah. do it at like a natural oh, part yeah. like even if yes. you gotta stay up maybe 10 minutes longer than you wanted to don't pause in the middle of a scene or something. Wait till you get yeah. to like a natural beat in the story where it makes sense to hit the pause button and come back to it's, it. Yeah, it's the runtime. So they they used to have a web. I'm not even sure if it's still up. This is probably dating. There's like in the earlier parts of the internet, they used to have. Uh, uh, there was like a website called Go Go Run, run. Go Pee. 
Run go pee. Yeah, where yeah. Would, would, you would look you up take a movie your break. and it would tell you the downtime to go to the bathroom or whatever. That is so yeah. funny. So I've never heard of that. that. Yeah. So I used to use that. Like you go, you type in like whatever movie it is. Say, yeah. Say it's Heat, which is like a three-hour movie. You'd go and say, when's the downtime in Heat? So you could scroll and it would tell you when to go to the bathroom where there was like no important parts. Yeah. And it would give you like a little description of what you'd miss. Like basically if like, it'd give you like a, what's going to happen in the next like two minutes of the movie that you missed. Yeah. So, so it's basically like the, Break version of like Mr. Skin, where it tells you like all the the nudie juice. <laughs> is that what it's? Holy crap, yeah. Mr. Skin. Yeah. it's another um, blast from the past. That's a. Bla- I wonder if that's still going on. Oh. But uh, but yeah, so like I trained myself to like see downtimes in movies, like just from going back and like like because it's kind of like a pattern. On if, you, most if you watch enough movies, yeah, you kind of know like okay, they're setting. You up know, there's like, a downtime. Yeah, they're setting up for this. Yeah. Yeah, just stop it here and then I'll be fine. But yeah, no, definitely watch it if you're if you're cool. definitely into westerns. And obviously people aren't into it now because of like Red Dead Redemption and uh Red Dead Redemption Two and the video game stuff like that really brought and, that back you know, to the, the AEW ha- the AEW champion is a cowboy. Yeah, AEW you know champion. I mean? so. Yeah, he's a he's a cowboy. So I mean if you really want to get into that cowboy shit, definitely yeah. <laughs> definitely watch <laughs> this movie. It'll it'll get you all uh, prepped yeah. and primed for the uh for the uh hangman run that's gonna happen. That's right. All right, so we got you guys set up with three great recommendations for this week. Sheena, do we got any listener mail? Yes, we do. All right, this one comes in from Zach Hertzler. He says, what is a better holiday meal, ham or turkey? Seth, I'm going to let you start with that. What What do you prefer? Are you a ham man or are you a turkey man? So... Bite oh for boy. bite. He he really guys, if you saw he really contemplated on this. No, nah, I mean this is a classic this is a classic debate right here. You know what I mean? It's like uh you know, Coca-Cola Pepsi, Republican Democrat, ham turkey, you know, it's on that level. Yeah. <laughs> um bite for bite, right? Ham ham's a better bite than turkey. But we're talking holiday meal, you're putting in that context. You gotta have the bird, dude. The bird just yeah. is so it's such a more tremendous visual um you know visual appeal and, and, and when i say that i'm talking like if we're going full on like you you're gonna if at the big meal you're pulling the turkey out of the oven that's what you want to see right because no matter how yeah. dressed up a ham is whether you got the pineapple rings on there uh you know a million cloves stuck into yeah. it it's still not going to match up to seeing <laughs> that that beautiful bird come out <laughs> unless of the you oven just so. have, yeah unless you're pulling out like a full like roasted pig like luau style yeah it ain't going to be the same it ain't going to be the same effect yeah for sure. so i know i'm kind of uh yeah. i know i'm kind of riding the fence a little bit because I, I will say that ham is the like i said it's the better bite but um but for holiday meal you know it's I feel like you could have something feel like a good holiday meal without having a ham. It would seem like something is missing if you didn't have the turkey. I can I can feel that. Marco, yeah. ham, ham or turkey? Um, yeah, this gets kind of hard because they kind of both like obviously like the ham transcends like like you can't like you can't put ham as like just a Thanksgiving only. Yeah, meal. like ham is Thanksgiving. It's, have it's, both, it's Christmas. Dude. It's yeah, yeah, you can it can jump from a holiday to holiday where like. Turkey, obviously, around here is it's more geared towards obviously Thanksgiving. It's that's the the staple of Thanksgiving, but it also is it does transcend to Christmas too because I just make feel, turkeys yeah. for Christmas as well. So we've, it's we've, made tur- we've made a turkey for Christmas before, but yeah, I, so, I feel like and a lot of people do beef for Christmas too, like you know beef Wellington and things like that, um, or like a beef tenderloin. But um, 
Yeah. yeah, I think you got to have both because when you're eating leftovers, I feel like it just having the variety of like a little bit of ham or a little bit of turkey, like it really kind of breaks yeah. up the monotony because like all your sides are going to be the same. You're still going to be eating mac and cheese and dressing and, you know, cranberry sauce, mashed, and mashed potatoes. Yeah, but like, you know, that way you can kind of change the bite up, change the meal up a little bit by having the ham and the turkey. So I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan of having a, both. Uh, I'll give myself the Barry Horowitz pat on the back. It was actually yeah. a last second call to add a ham to our Thanksgiving menu. It wasn't going to be on there. And I can't mm-hmm. remember if it was the day before or maybe two days before. It was the day before. before. It was the day, yeah, it was before. The day before yeah. when I, I kind of said, you know what? I think we need to I think we need to go and have that ham uh, added to the meal. <laughs> and yeah, it was definitely a good call because, uh, yeah, ham is excellent. What else yeah. we got, Shane? So we talked about Matt a lot on the show from Extra Cooler. Matt Russick says, do you have any wrestling pet peeves? Something small that just drives you insane. Personally, I cannot stand when a wrestler sings or mouths their theme song on the way to the ring. Sasha is a big offender for this one. And of course, there are there, there's exceptions like Adam Cole's boom while in WWE. I have one that I think I could think of right off the bat. that just drives me absolutely bonkers. And I don't know whose fault it is. I don't know if it's the cameraman's fault or if it's the actual super superstar's fault but i hate when there is a pinfall um and the the count and then you see the person getting pinned look up at the ref you know what i mean like the, the ref is like counting and then you oh, see like yeah, seth yeah. like you know if it's seth rollins or yeah. whatever like you know the ref's counting and all of a sudden he's watching the ref count and i'm like bro like you know he's gonna kick out you know no, what i mean like no you can, no can you not no hear- no 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 you just change you don't understand they're they're resting. They want to make sure that they get the full time of rest, right? So if they kick out early, they got to get back in the fight. They want to make sure oh that they're getting their God. full You're def- two point. No. They want to make sure that they're getting their full two point nine seconds of rest. That's why you watch. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're gonna wait wow. till the last second to kick out because one, it's giving you an extra second to rest, and it's making your opponent have to, you know, use that extra second of force to try to keep you held down. So how you spun that? There's a totally actually there's a totally kayfabe explanation for. For why they uh, why they're watching? No, I agree. I was actually you actually stole my answer, but I kind of I, I had to I had to keep it kayfabe. Um, when you did a good job. That, I, I you know what you you definitely made the argument. I'm not mad at your at your uh, counterpoint. Yeah, in kayfabe, but yeah. that's why you know make the mm-hmm. opponent use more more uh, energy and yeah, get an extra second of rest. But that was actually my exact answer too. It just I think it's on the wrestlers. You got to train them to just. They got to just Listen trust that the referee is not going to. Yeah, they, yeah, they got to feel it and they got to trust the referee is not going to fuck them. Um, yeah. yeah, I understand. I like I mean, I put myself if I was a performer like, yeah, you don't want to fuck up the finish. Right. And the refs are trained. Um, the refs are trained to call it as a shoot. Right. And that's kind of um, what they're put out. The like, outcomes everyone- are predetermined. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. But the, the refs are trained what? to ca- they're trained to count what they see. So it's on the performers if they if they mess it up. Um so I don't know. They're, yeah, I, I feel like that's something, though, that I feel like with some like focus training that they could clean that up. But you see it a lot in uh, WWE and AEW. Where so they're just, much. I they're see it so right much at the in WWE. Hand, so. Yes, the whole time. Yeah, I, like. yeah that, that's def- that's my uh, that's my pet peeve as well. Uh, you, got any, you got any pet peeves, Marco? Because I have another one real quick that I that I have to throw in for sure. I, mean, I don't really mind the theme peeve. music thing. To me, that means they're just they're just feeling it, dude. I don't, I don't know. Just, they're, they're yeah. Just like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't uh, mind my the, the theme peeve, music thing. Let's see. My pet peeve would probably be doesn't have anything to do with the wrestlers. Uh, has to do with fans. Oh boy, getting involved. <laughs> oh yeah, spearing, you mean like spearing a former four time world champ? <laughs> Yeah, because uh, it, it actually happened on Dynamite. I'm not sure if you guys caught it. Um, oh, I forget what match it was. Someone tried to jump over 
the uh, the the barricade. It's like when well, WWE one they actually made it over the barricade and speared a former, like as I said, former WWE champion Seth Rollins well, got him down that, on the ground. It, yeah, if you see where that dude ran, he was like way like on the other end of the stage. So like he didn't really have to like jump over anything. He had to just like walk Ridiculous. around. Ridiculous. Yeah. Just. That's a that if that's a pet peeve of mine. It's just just to those stay are the on worst the kind side. of people. That's not even. A, I think that's even more than a pet peeve. That that's just like a straight up like don't don't freaking do it, dude. Like there's nothing cool about it. Nobody thinks you're cool. There's not a single person in that arena that thinks you're freaking yeah. cool. Like you're an asshole, dude, and you do not yeah. deserve to even take up space or breathe the same air as true uh, fans. Did you guys hear the backstory the event. on why the was, uh, on why that guy attacked Seth? No. Yeah, he, he had gotten, he had for, gotten uh, catfished the, by a fake. No, he had gotten catfished by a fake Seth Rollins social media account, and it sent like a couple thousand bucks to what he thought was Seth Rollins. And wow. so he he had thought that Seth had stole all this money from him. What? <laughs> he got catfished all the time. Right. Yes, uh, dude, look it up. It is crazy. Yeah. It actually happened. Yeah, so that the AEW one happened during the 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 main event on a um, Dynamite. It was a that uh like it was like Cody um, you know Lucha I watched Rose, the whole episode one. of Dynamite but I tuned out for the main event cuz I I, yeah, couldn't, so like, I couldn't take the trip to Cody Island so during <laughs> yeah. that yeah some dude tried to like jump the like jump over the barricade and I'm like there's four dudes that can like literally beat the shit out of you why would you yeah. even it's ridiculous. <laughs> you talking, you're talking about Arn, Malachi, Pac, and uh, Andrade? Yes. Okay, got it. Arn will do more. Arn will pull up the Glock. going to try to talk to you. You know He'll what Arn's going to do? You. Yeah, I wouldn't Arn, come close Arn's to Arn. Arn's going to pull the Glock out and put your brains, put your on, brains the on the pavement. Put your brains on the pavement, yeah. yeah no, and t- I think it was like, yeah, Tully was out there, Arn. Oh, so you got five, yeah, five guys that could have whooped his ass. Yeah. My but, uh, my last thing, real quick, before we move on, my my other pet peeve is like when when wrestlers do not lock in their submission moves, like when they like like John Cena is the biggest offender yeah. I've ever seen in my life. Like I I get so frustrated because he would be having an actually like a good match, right? And then he would lock in that STF where it was like there was like six inches of space between his fists and the other guy's chin or neck you know and i'm and his his arms were like he wasn't even like cranking him back or anything just like his arms straight out as straight as a stick and i would it it just took me totally out of the moment you know and the other guys would actively be trying to push their face into john cena's hands to try to at least make it look like something you know like if you're gonna lock in a submission move you get a put some stank on it. You know what it I mean? It was really and bad I, when, uh, when Nikki started doing that, that move also. And she did it like 10 times better than Cena ever. Oh, like, she would break their back. Nikki yeah. would like crank them backwards, dude. And like pull her, you, pull her freaking face yeah. off, dude. So, you know, who, you know who else would, uh, lay their, uh, their cross face in pretty good. Not going to mention any names, but yeah, <laughs> that, that person yeah. did it really was well. Was he Canadian? Too, or was he so a he'd, have, he'd have a held back at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That guy. All right. Uh, but yeah, those are our pet peeves, Matt, just so you know. Um, Tony Barker says, what is your go-to tradition while putting up the Christmas tree? Do you watch a certain movie, have music, etc.? As the resident Christmas tree putter-upper around the house, um, I usually, this year I didn't, um, I usually always put on Christmas with the cranks. It's like one of my like guilty pleasure um, favorite Christmas movies of all time. It is just like it puts me right in the spirit because I feel like deep down inside I'm like Nora Crank. Like she's just this like overly loving mother, like super, super over um, 
over festive, you know, like everything she does is like so over the top uh, when it comes to Christmas. And uh, I feel like that's who I am. Like that, that's, that's my spirit animal. So I like to put on that movie. Um, it's an easy watch. It's funny. And uh, that's typically what I do when I'm when I'm putting up the Christmas tree. What about at your house, Marco? Who puts up the Christmas tree at your house? You or uh, Kim? I know we both do it. We uh, we have we get now that the kids are a little bit bigger, they they get involved and you know put That's up ornaments cool. and stuff. So, but yeah, I mean we look mainly listen to music, uh, Christmas music and stuff like that. Um, she's probably gonna kill me, but not a not a big fan of her Christmas music. It's mainly like pop. Just it's it's like pop. Yeah, Jessica Simpson. 98 degrees. Hey, don't be Christmas. talking crap, dude. That's when Christmas music was like peaking. You got like the classic need- the classic Christmas tunes and then like the boy bands and the pop Christmas music is no. so good. Like I am here I for need- that all day long. I need soul. I need some soul in my Christmas. So I listen to like some Motown, Motown Christmas songs. Yeah, some yeah. boys to men. Yeah, you got some. You got yeah. all of those. Or even really- old school like um, like Stevie Wonder. That like Donny Hathaway. Yeah, like, I, I gotta go old. I, I need like I need feeling in my Christmas music. I I can't be dancing poppy and all that stuff. And it doesn't oh, I love in I, my eyes anyway. I love just, it all. Yeah, it's, it's funny that you say the kids get involved in like dressing the Christmas tree because my kids, well, one, one kid, um, she shall remain nameless. Um, she, <laughs> she tries to, she actively um, undecorates the tree. So that's like, oh, you, know, yeah. you know, I put tinsel on our tree and like she, like the, the whole bottom half of our tree no longer has tinsel. You can tell how tall she is because that's as far as she can reach to like pull off the, <laughs> the ornaments. Everything's gotten moved up. So the top of the tree is like super decorated and then the bottom is, uh, is pretty sparse. So yeah, pretty funny. Um, and I'm going to take one last question. This is from Sam Rosenthal. He says, how do you feel about war games this year? Writers just pick names out of a hat, it seems. So, I mean, that seems to be a pretty common theme with WWE as of late. I mean, they, they kind of did the same thing with Survivor Series. So, Seth, you got any thoughts on uh, war games? Yeah, I mean, it's whatever, dude. Like, it, NXT 2.0, I like the new color scheme, but there's been so many new people debuting and stuff over the last few months. It's kind of hard to really keep up with it. Um, yeah, I like Braun Breaker. He seems like a future star, but outside of him, um, I don't really have a strong connection with a lot of the guys. Um, I'll be, I'll still be watching cause NXT almost always delivers, but, um, not a whole lot of emotional engagement on this kind of NXT 2.0 versus the NXT OG storyline they got going for, um, for war games. All right, and that is all of our wrestler, or our wrestler mail, our listener mail for uh, for this week. Well, anything we didn't get to this week, we will catch up and do next week. All right, um, that is going to be a wrap for episode one fifty four of the Chick Foley Show. Um, Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. All right. Before we do our trivia question, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Chick Foley on Instagram, Chick Foley Show on Twitter, and join our Foley fam at ChickFoleyShow.com. All right. And it is time for the trivia question of the week. I'm trying to make it too straight. Oh, man. All right. At the 1995 Survivor Series, so we're bringing you a Survivor Series question, Seth. So, you know, Survivor Series was your favorite. Uh, we just watched this. This was the episode last week. The pay-per-view, yeah, growing up. So at the 1995 Survivor Series, what wrestler was introduced before the event? Mr. Perfect. 
ding, 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 ding. <clears throat> two in a row. Two first in time a streak. ever. The he first, the streak. he's created the streak, folks. So uh, I'm, I'm going to- That was a tricky one because so- I gotta I gotta call out the uh, the company that, that I think it was Cardinal Games that made that. It was at the very start of the show he got announced. It was before any matches started. That was basically yeah. how the show started. They announced Mr. Perfect to come out, and he was uh, made his return. He was the color commentator. Um, I was I wasn't one hundred percent confident because I was thinking like shit. Maybe there's somebody in the pre show that they announced that I just have not tracking on. So yeah. all right, two straight. I'll try to Good make it for three you, next dude. week. Yeah, uh, Marco, leave us with some closing thoughts as we put a wrap on this episode. Um, I mean, hopefully everyone had a, uh, a great Thanksgiving. Um, hopefully you were safe on Black Friday, uh, shopping if you did that. So, but other than that, just, you know, just, just keep on trucking everybody. Just keep it going. We're heading to the holidays and the ultimate know, motivation for Marco. Yeah, keep, keep, keep on, on trucking, trucking people. But, um, we're almost at the know, finish line of the year. <laughs> now it is yeah, we're heading and- to the holidays and, you know, you know, it's, it's sad. It's happy. It's exciting. It's all those things. So. Like said, there's a lot of emotions. Yeah, a lot of emotions. There's a ton of supply chain issues right now. All right, guys. Um, so stock is going to be very limited to stores on the items you're yep. looking for. Just remember when you're out there with your fellow Americans on the shelves and stuff to do the right thing. And if you see a fight break out, turn your phone into horizontal mode before you start recording so that wow. we can all Perfect. enjoy it uh, to, to the max extent. All right. Uh, yeah. We'll wow. leave you guys with that. Thanks for tuning in and we will talk we to you guys. We do not condone violence. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>